is Sports Arena and his Extreme Rewind. Your week looking to World Extreme as we look at all of ECW Hardcore TV from episode one all the way to 401 of every pay-per-view and special we can find in between. You've got myself, Paul, and I'm joined as always by Jay. What's happening, Jay? Yeah, well, um, you know, I wasn't going to come on. I, I, I thought about not coming on the show um, and you said... Uh, come on, you know, I said, well, you know, and you said, come on. And I said, well, you know, he said, look, are you going to be my co-host? No, brother, I'm going to be your saviour. <laughs> Apart from that, I'm all right. Oh, that's the best one yet. <laughs> oh, shit, I like Keeps it. getting better. Um, this week, we are purely looking at episode 250 of ECW Hardcore TV, but because it is 250, that means we're also doing out Mount Rushmore. For those that don't know, and you should know, every 25 episodes of the actual show, we do a Mount Rushmore who has stood out for those 25. So that's always exciting. And we'll go through past this as well, in case you haven't heard before, you get an idea of where we're at. We have a couple of little predictions, which are wrong. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this is shocking news shocking news to the start of the show with yeah I've had an absolute nightmare with my one um, so we are in February of 1998 it's kind of crazy because we're getting so close to like when obviously when I'm watching the episodes on the network you sort of see how much is below and how much is ahead and you think oh wow we've covered so much of this it's ridiculous so I was just um, checking because you said, you know, this is episode 250 of the 401 episodes of Hardcore TV. So not including the specials but, uh, and, and pay-per-views, but 401 episodes. Yeah. We are at 62%. We are 62% through our journey of extreme. That's impressive. I thought we said you count them all to make sure we were right. Uh, yeah, I did. And you're right. <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> yep, looks right to me. Let's move on. <laughs> uh, so the show starts with highlights of Rob Van Dam versus Bam Bam Bigelow from last week. Obviously, Rob Van Dam picking up the win because everyone gets involved. Triple Threats, um, Sunnies, Francine's, everyone gets involved. Francine's dress, almost, sort of. Francine's dress, part of it got involved. The other part was left somewhere. Just the front, not back. Um. We then get the lead up to Taz being the Bam Bam's tag team partner. So, uh, hey, um, I'm sort of picking you out. Oh, no, singles me out. And you know, angry Taz, forceful Bam Bam. That's where we're at. And then we've got the infamous saviour line, which you quote at the beginning, which is, which is great. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and it took us to the match. We go into it in more detail last week if you want to hear it again. That's fine. Skip it. So, Taz and Bam Bam Bigelow versus Shane Douglas. Chris Candido and Lance Storm. How does this match you? How do you feel about this match from the get go? Um, I, I I like this match. Um, I liked the the visual of the three of them against the two. Uh, it starts off with um, Bam Bam and Lance Storm, and Bam Bam just murders him. Lance Storm just you know, bumping around for fun, really making Bam Bam look very impressive. Um, yeah, no, I, I thought it was, uh, I thought it was good. 
I was excited to see it and, and it delivered. Agreed. I mean, obviously we, we knew what was coming because it's, it's not a new show. Because it doesn't a 30-year-old show. <laughs> but it doesn't mean that it wasn't fun watching this thing unfold um, properly. And it was a lot of fun. And basically, yeah, so Bam Bam's beating up Lance Storm. Um, Shane Douglas gets in the ring. Uh, ends up Shane Douglas calling out Taz. So Taz is tagged in. Taz suplexes Shane Douglas around, which is decent. Yeah. He grabs the Shane and rolling to the outside. He picks up the TV title and starts. Sort of so, right. So just before, um, so he they clear the ring. Bam, yep. bam, and and Taz clean clear the ring. So he he suplexes Shane Douglas. He then clotheslines Candido over the top. Uh, Lance Storm runs in, but Bam Bam cuts him off. Bam Bam continues his murdering of Lance Storm, and they clear the ring. Yeah, um, and that's the so that Taz then turns around and uh, says again to uh, Bam Bam, "I'm your savior," uh, and then gets the belt and poses it with him. Yeah, to let them know that this is the only belt that matters. Um, so that sort of happens, which is fine. He then throws the belt to the floor, continues to talk the triple threat on the outside. Bam Bam picks up the TV title. And smacks Taz in the back of the head. Um, basically turning on Taz. The triple threat then run in the ring. And they all begin to attack uh, a downed Taz. And um, yeah, so the beatdown on Taz begins. And you think, okay. Now that's cool. We have like the turn. You've got the triple threat. And but it doesn't end there, does it? Nope. So then Candido's winding up in the corner. And with the tag title, Candido cracks his partner, Lance Storm. Which, again, is absolutely amazing. Yep. So the original the original of this incarnation of the triple threat is back together. Um, the whole leading Storm on for weeks. They've planted it. They've planted it. You just kind of felt like it was a running joke but you can see what it was now. They were just purely using him for the time being. The fact that Bam Bam only really touched Lance Storm in this match. I, do you know what? So uh, that's why I went back and kind of did that point of, you know, Taz beats up Candido, Taz beats up Shane Douglas, Bam Bam runs in and beats up Lance Storm. The fact, one of my big issues with this all the way through is if you're going to do this, then why have you wrestled for 15 minutes and beaten the shit out of each other before you turn on and become pals again? Yeah. And this was brilliant because the only person Bam Bam beats up is Lance Storm. It's, it's, it's the details which make this angle sort of so superb. It really is. And um, yeah, Taz fell for it, hook, line and sinker. He sort of, he got battered. Lance Storm got sucked into it. And it's just because he's not part of it, they absolutely battered him as well. And um, yeah, the triple threat all stands tall. Taz tried to fight back for a second, but he got beaten down again. I don't think the fight back was necessary. No. But um, yeah, so they all stood there. Lance is taken Uh, out on a stretcher. Yeah, which I think was perfect. Taz is helped back to his feet. Which, again, I think is perfect because you've not had him stretch it out. 
that's the thing. So Taz obviously is showing above Lance Storm because he's been beaten up, but he's managed to get to his feet because he's a tough son of a bitch. Lance Storm, who has been beaten up, has to get stretched out because he's not as tough as Taz and you don't want him to get sort of the applause in the same way. So it's good to separate those two. It, like I said, there's a lot of small details in this angle, which I thought was absolutely fucking fantastic. You know, we, we do criticise things that we don't always agree with, but this as a sort of a, a turn and all these bits. It took you right where you wanted to be. Lance Storm is gone, but he's still connected because he's one half of the tag team champions with Chris Candido. So that has to be resolved. Taz is obviously in a situation where he's obviously going to go after Bam Bam because he's been suckered in. It's just, um, yeah, this, this is this is really good stuff. Yeah. Um, they yeah. advertise House Party 1998, Sandman versus Sabu, best out of 200. Um, yeah, it looks brutal again. To see it, you have to order it. So we advertise that. We advertise Cyber Slam 98, which you can listen to the audio for on the internet way before it's time, this show. Yeah, yeah. Um, obviously, it's only I mean, how, audio streaming, but... Even then, I mean, how much bandwidth that would have taken up? How much, you know, in 98, the internet was, was not what we have now. That, that, was, that was clever, but um, that, that would have been pretty, uh, yeah, pretty strong. Yeah, this was um, really, really impressive. The fact that obviously you can still buy the show on um, VHS. I mean, the fact that you buy the show on VHS sure shows yeah. you where they're at in the world. Do you know what I mean? To be streaming the audio on the um, ECW website. So, yeah, you get that. And also, Living Dangerously, they announced Taz versus Bam Bam Bigelow Sunday, March the 1st. Super excited for this card. Super excited for this match. It's a massive match. It's an iconic match in ECW, and we're getting there. We are. It's it's um yeah brilliant. Well, um, we then get just incredible versus Grand Hamada. 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 Um, just Hamada. Yeah. <laughs> Just incredible, looks really strong in this. He's um, very aggressive. He's young, angry, aggressive, out to make a statement. Fastly moving up this food chain in ECW in the background. Yes. I mean, I, I can't think of a week, really, when he's not in some position on this show. I wonder if that's going to come up in a future conversation. Um, yeah, no, and... He's been doing good stuff. You know, his matches are are strong. His, you know, we haven't seen him cut a promo yet, but we can see the attitude coming off of him. We can see the, um, he's he's doing good, strong matches, but he's getting booed for it. You know, he's doing some proper heel work in a crowd that recognises and respects good, hard work. So he's uh, yeah he's he's coming on he's he's really starting to kind of rise up isn't he? Um, massively, I, I think he is. I I think um, obviously we said before when he first arrived, you have issues with characters like this because he looks exactly like Justin Credible was always sort of looked. 
So you naturally walk into come in and think, right, just incredible. When other people like Lance Storm looks sort of younger, has got the different sort of hairstyle with the sort of little rat tail thing. Yeah. Um, RVD looked different because his singlets weren't sort of spot on. So, you know, his hair's obviously took ages before he actually looked like Taz. So yeah. it, it was kind of harder, you know, there was growth. You knew the character, but it wasn't there. But with him, there's certain expectations, but um, yeah, amazing work with, with just incredible. Like, it's, like I said, he could, obviously all the titles are sort of so, uh, sewn up a bit, but he could walk into anything. If he was the TV champion, like somehow he got it off Taz and gave it to him at this point, you wouldn't be in trouble of making it look like a crap title. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because he's got yeah. that. People just absolutely hate him, and you can tell that people hate him. And I think there's something quite special about that. There is, especially at this point. I mean, everyone knows the business is exposed, you know, and, and ECW have played a big role in that and will continue to play a big role in that. Um, but it's an exposed business. It's, you know, they know you know, that this is, they introduced him as PJ Polacco, who's been everywhere and done things, and, or PJ Walker, who's been, you know, they, they know this guy. So for him to manage to create a heel who is getting booed in this, in this atmosphere, in this, in this time and area, um, yeah, it is, it's very good. Well, that's it, I mean, because you kind of look at it, obviously... At this point, we don't know contract situations for, you know, Jerry Lynn's. We don't know injury situations. But you compare, like, Jerry Lynn came in a week before. Yeah. And, like, where is he in sort of comparison? I'm guessing Stevie yeah. Richard is retired again. I don't know, but he's dropped out of, of sight again, hasn't he? I thought he came back really injured himself in the Chetty match and then went again. I shall uh, see our, what our friend Wikipedia tells us. I feel like some advanced searching going on in the background here. Tappity, tappity, tap. <laughs> no, but I'm sure um, it was a very, very short return because I, I think he got injured and had to leave. Has to ECW for December 97 before returning to the independent circuit where it primarily completed in the northeast. Northeastern United States. August 98 defeated Doug Gilbert to win the NWA National Heavyweight Championship. Um, so this is obviously only February 98, so... Yeah. Uh, November, he joins Maryland Championship Wrestling. He was then planning on retiring from pro wrestling to study IT at Philadelphia College. College plan changed when he was offered a job with WWF. It's so weird because I remember, um, I think it was Sunday Night Heat when he debuted yeah. with Meany or whatever it was. I just yeah. naturally assumed, because obviously, again, it was harder to follow everything at the time. I just assumed he came from ECW. Yeah, with Meany. Yeah, because obviously Meany turned up a little bit before, but you kind of assumed that he was then just doing his bit and then came over. You didn't don't really think that he was off doing independence and all this other stuff. 
Yeah. Even they would have been because I would have been reading all the the WoW magazines and all the other stuff at the time. So I probably would have been fully aware of of where he was and what he's doing. But he just sort of I don't know. I guess you just rewrite history in your head. No, didn't I you? mean he's in the he's in the minors, so you know I, I don't know how deep they covered it. So as much as because this thing, I mean, you know, with the TV as it is, it's really hard to keep track of who's still on the ECW roster and who's not. So, you know, I don't think it would have occurred to us at this point that he wasn't in ECW. It's just he wasn't being featured in ECW. Well, yeah, I mean, they do like, like well, like I said, Jerry Lynn's the prime example, isn't it? You don't. Yeah. All I know is he's not on TV at the moment. Michael Whitbrick. I know that if he, is he selling the injury or is he legit injured or is when when's his run in WCW? Yeah. Hack Myers? Yeah. When does um I shall search. Mikey Whitbrick go to WCW. I think it's later on. Ninety-nine. Okay. Because he just turned up randomly or like uncensored or something and had a match against um Billy Kidman, I think it was. Was Billy Kidman in March nineteen ninety nine at the uncensored pay per view? Three more pay per view appearances. Would lose to Scotty Riggs, um, Van Hammer, and then left, disillusioned by his lack of a push. The underdog getting beaten by everyone. Um, yeah, then came back and did amazing things with Sinister Minister, but we will effing get there. Um, yeah, no, it's just it's just all all a bit interesting at the moment with all it going on. So, after Just Incredible won that, do we get a promo from the triple threat? Is that how it ended in this one? Yeah. Any standout bits, you think? Now, I, I love the triple threat. Yeah. And I think that two-thirds, three-quarters, actually, probably, of the triple threat are just magic on the mic. Yeah. Um, Shane Douglas, I think, is fantastic. Chris Candido, I, I love more and more and more. Uh, Francine... Uh, has me hooked every single time. Um, bam, 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 bam. Doesn't do a lot of talking, doesn't do a lot of talking to this. I love the triple threat. Disliked this promo because we're back inside. Yeah. So it was all about basically how Taz was a mark. Taz was a mark for himself, and Taz is a mark, and mark, 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 mark. And it, again, it was just, it's, it, 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 it was too, it was too shoot, brother. Um, again, for me, uh, they had some really great stuff. You know, we promised that the people uh, that at the end of the night, the triple threat would be holding up, and here we are, and blah, 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 and back in the fold and back to full power. And there's some really good stuff. But for me, the he's a mark, 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 just got on my nerves. Um, there's other ways that you can do it. You can, you can, you can put him, you can put it over in a different way without it being, you know, what a mark, he's a mark, what a mark, mark for himself, he's a mark, he's a mark, he's a mark. Um, and that's just all that this promo kind of, 
generated in me was was you know how many times they're going to use the term mark and accuse him of being a mark i think i think that's fair i mean it's just uh, it's just um i'm happy they had a promo in the same episode absolutely but uh, like i said it just um yeah wrong candido explained why he's turned on storm which is good yeah because you know gave context to that and you know it's the jealousy because um he was the uh hand-picked heir apparent by tammy lynn sitch sunny and you know she he it's the jealousy of of that and all the rest of it and you know blah 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 which is nice is weird when you know the the, the rumored Shawn michaels stories fair enough um but you know, context there's nice. Um, but yeah, it was just it was it was it was predominantly the, the franchise mark promo that, that I kind of butted into. Yeah, I get that, and that takes us to the end of the show, but not the end of our show because, as we said, every twenty-five episodes we do our Mount Rushmores. And uh, Jay, are you ready for another Mount Rushmore? I am. It's been an interesting 25 shows. I went back and had a look uh, to try and think about who could be in it. And it was really weird. One of the things that really kind of jumped out at me was at the very beginning of this 25, Dudley Boys were the Tad Champs. And that feels like such a long time ago. That's but the they were, just, they just killed the, the gangsters. They were at their heel best. Yeah. A lot has happened in the last 25 episodes. I mean, it really has. It's actually quite um, quite crazy. Do you remember who was on your last Mount Rushmore? Um, no. So well, I know Taz was on it, and I know that Rob Van Dam was on it. Well, we had Taz, Shane Douglas and Francine, Rob Van Dam, Sabu and Bill Alfonso as a collective unit, and the Eliminators. I I will go on record and say that I do not see the Eliminators well, repeating. My Mount Rushmore, so about people not repeating, is I had Taz, I had Rob Van Dam, Sabu and Bill Alfonso, I had Chris Candido, and I had Jerry Lawler. A fair pick if you, you know, if you watched the, the 25 episodes before the last 25, yeah. <laughs> The last 50 episodes. And, um, 50 to 25 episodes, yeah. Your predictions were there'd be no Lawler. Comfortable, you might be right. <laughs> and three out of the four I mean, will be fair. the same. Ooh. Okay. And my prediction, which I'm not so confident about, is I said the Dudley boys will be back on the list. <laughs> Now, I'm, I mean, to be, I'm rooting uh, for you on this one. I cannot lie. <laughs> you've got the you've you've got the the ability to fix that, but there's also a lack of explanation of why I can justify that. Apart from, I don't want to be wrong. <laughs> I, yeah, that's well. You know, there was that one episode at the beginning of the twenty-five. As I said, they were the champs. Yeah, and I haven't forgot it. I mean, the fact they don't even appear on this one, but they might Stayed be back on next week's, 
It gets a little bit harder still. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> um, yeah, so the first person on my list is someone who was on my list last time and continued to impress me. That's uh, no gimmicks needed, Chris Candido. Yeah, really good pick. He's he's um, been strong over the last 25. Um, triple threat's been a really weird one. Yeah. Um, quite up and down. We've seen um, franchise win the belt, franchise lose the belt, franchise win the belt. Um, we've seen the 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 nefarious and deep and well thought out plan that uh, Rick Rude had put into motion finally come to fruition or something. Um, but yeah, I mean, he's, he's tag champs. He's, he's, he's still had match after match after match. That was just absolutely insane. Um, his one with Jerry Lynn still is, is, Definitely one to worth going and checking out. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to go with uh, his stablemate because um, even injured, even when there was some real shit to go through, uh, Shane Douglas and Francine, I think, still have been ever present and have sparkled. You know, he's had surgery on his shoulder, still is cutting promos. Um, uh, still putting the belt over, still making it sound like a you know the most important belt in wrestling. Uh, bearing in mind the guy he won it from um, originally at the beginning of this twenty-five uh, wasn't even on TV with it really. Um, he's he's done a real good job of elevating that title. Um, so uh, franchise and Francine remain on my list from the last Mount Rushmore. Ooh. Um, fantastic choice. Um, they weren't my number two pick, but they are on there, so I might as well say they are on my list as well because it makes sense. So, the second people, I'd say Shane Douglas and Francine, for all the le- reasons you just listed. I mean, he's the world heavyweight champion, he's been injured, yeah, exactly. He's been injured but continued to throw like great promos, and uh, uh, he did the old retirement swerve, which was. You know, quite funny. And, um, yeah, I mean, Shane Douglas is really starting to come into his own. As I probably say every time, he's just an extremely entertaining, great world champion. He's the, he's the ultimate heel. He's not like sort of cool heels you might get sort of nowadays. He's just happy being a complete and utter dick. But has done, and, you know, it's one of those that isn't talked about. You know, the, the Bret Hart phenomenon of facing Canada, heel in the rest of the country, in America is yeah. talked about at length and that ability to do that duality that he's a heel, but he's not really a heel apart from he is a f- obviously heel apart from when he's a face kind of thing. Um, and managed to, to keep that going is something that's talked about a lot. Franchise, because they are basically running New York and Pittsburgh as their two markets, franchise spends a good amount of time in a crowd that continues to cheer him. Yeah, and he he laps that up and doesn't feel the need to go like cheap heat with them. He he manages to he is in essence in fifty percent of their markets he's a face. Yeah, but manages to do that so perfectly without it feeling against his character. 
Yeah, I mean, he's not, like I said, he's not a cheap heat where he goes back to Pittsburgh and he's like, I was raised here, but thank God I got the head out of this shithole. You know, he's, he's yeah. remains true to it, but like you said, the next week he'll suddenly, but he'll, he'll be in Pittsburgh, but he's still on TV, cutting a promo, shitting on New York, so remaining a hill, but you're just not aware that he's loved there. And, you know, his, his ver- every single part, his verbiage of Terry, Terry Funk does not change. It's not as if, you know, because he's in Pittsburgh, you know, and I respect you, Terry. It, it, you know, all of it's exactly the same. It's the same promo. It's just, it's kind of, you know, it, the nod to the crowd of like, um, you know, and this is where champions come from. And this is where, you know, in Pittsburgh doesn't raise no losers kind of thing. And it's just, it's just really, really well. Yeah. So um, who was your second pick? Uh, my second pick is the guy who you could argue maybe holds the slightly more impressive championship, uh, and that's Taz. Um, again, has has taken all of the good work that Shane Douglas did with that TV championship and made it even bigger. Um, has been ever-present, has managed to continue just looking like the most vicious and brutal guy on TV, um, you know, you believe him. You believe that he's the baddest motherfucker in the room. You believe that he's going to come in and just beat the shit out of people and drop them on the head and choke them out. And um, uh, has has had some real weird and dodgy and shit opponents um, over the last 25, but has not lost a bit of his heat, has not lost a bit of his intensity, the crowd just every single time there's any kind of beat down or injustice or anything, the crowd are all just begging for him to come out and impact. Um, yeah, just just still the most unstoppable bad motherfucker going. So Taz is on my list again. Um, again, as a running theme here, my number three is Taz. So I might as well bring him up uh, again he, he's just been from the saviour line to just like just being an absolute bad bad motherfucker like you said I mean he, he's been given some dodgy opponents like with the pit bulls and stuff but he's been allowed to kill people which is what we've been begging for for a long time we were saying yeah. we, we love Taz but people were getting a little bit with him and it sort of wasn't quite working he's now starting to push the gap away and given the right opponent he does fry him around and destroy him in seconds to create the beast to go with the personality. So they're getting it. It's working. The crowd's loving him. He's he's a top drawer on that show. So he has to be on the list. Um, who's your number three? Now, so one of my predictions was that three out of four of my picks uh, would be the same. Yeah. And I can exclusively reveal that that is not true on a technicality. I just did so Joe Cronus my... by himself. <laughs> well, he is the best, <laughs> part, the best tactic. Um, I went for RVD and Bill Alfonso. I haven't included Sabu. For me, there's starting to be a separation. Sabu is, is a, an addition. He's, you know, he's not a bad addition, but he's an addition to RVD and 
uh, Bill Alfonso at this point for me. He doesn't add anything more to the match. RVD is the one that, with his promos and with his work, is um, is the one you notice. There's, there's there's points where you don't even notice Sabu's at ringside and, and doing stuff. Um, RVD and and Bill Alfonso have have found their rhythm through and through. It, things like um, you know the RVD lift. Um, which I think is the first time he referred to himself as the whole show. Yeah, I, I thought that we should have brought that up last week, but yeah, no, I, I did. Uh, I think that might be the case. I might get a chance next week. Who knows? Um, <laughs> it's kind of hard because with things like that, it's because you sort of know their catchphrases. Yes. It, when they sort of say it for the first time, it's like we said before, you don't necessarily you don't click this the first time straight away because it's just right because you've been hearing them for like 20 odd years. But it's the context, and it's the context yeah. that jumped out at me because it was like, you know, I'm not the showstopper. I've never claimed to be the showstopper. I'm the whole show. And it just, you know, it, it being a one-up to yeah. Shawn Michaels was... was I, I never made that kind of link in that way. Um, so it's brilliant. But, yeah, I mean, RVD, I think, has... is probably the only person that's come out of this WWF invasion thing with anything with any real kind of threatening with any real heat with any real drive without with any real anything um bill alfonso continues to add some great stuff to him um but sabu's not not really kind of standing out for me in the group so i i I, i've decided not to include sabu in this one um which means technically uh, my, my prediction falls Slightly short. Yeah, but it's this there or thereabouts, I accept. It's not quite. So we let the team down. Um, who was your fourth pick? Uh, my fourth pick, um, I hinted at earlier in the show. It's, it's, I, I've gone for just incredible. He has been, I know it's early, but my God, have they positioned him. Um, we, we spent the first part of this 25 arc being introduced to this young upstart uh wondering why he's beating um jerry lynn so early in wondering why he's getting a push and beating the likes of great sasuke in his third match uh only to then lose to mikey whipwreck um and then lose again to mikey whipwreck and then destroy mikey whipwreck and then destroy someone else and destroy someone else and, and Grand Hamada in this one, as we said, and, you know, stealing the mask of the great Sasuke. And he's, he's just hit and is skyrocketing and they've put so much focus on him and so much attention to him and he's lapping it up and he's, he's doing such an amazing job. And, you know, Nicole Bass coming in, being able to be part of that group, um, uh, Jason, you know, kind of highlighting him. Uh, if you look over the last 25 episodes, I don't know if you'll find someone uh, whose rise has been as meteor- meteoric as um, Mr. There, there's one name who I uh, who I was tempted with to replace with one one honourable mention. I'll be interested to see whether they turn up on your list. But um, yeah, just incredible was my, my was my number four. Well, my number four honourable mention was going to be just incredible. Um, for all the reasons you just said, and as we've discussed during the show, he has been phenomenal. He's been positioned as a serious person on this roster. 
But someone else who's been positioned very well on this roster is new-ish to the roster. And what does everybody want? <laughs> exactly. Everyone wants Al Snow and Head. Um, I didn't realise... As a pair? You have to. <laughs> That's brilliant. But, but you have to, though, don't you? Because he was, without his... <laughs> He's just some guy in red pants. He's going getting knocked out in the first round of the World Heavyweight Tournament. <laughs> um, they have been absolutely amazing. He's been he's been sort of really pushed. With I guess you not being so aware that he's been really pushed. He's got his own unique entrance. Um, they're handing out the the heads to the crowds. Uh, he's thrown straight into the WWF versus ECW feud as the fourth man. Yep, as um, the extremist. As the extremist. His backstage things constantly make me chuckle, despite being cheesy and, and crappy or whatever. Like Even last week, I was saying about when Bam Bam Bigelow was looking for a partner, and he was just like, we'll do it, Bam Bam. Here we go. He's literally just following him around, and I just I couldn't help but laugh. Um, so yeah, Al Snow had to be Al Snow and Head had to be on my list. Uh, will they ever come back? Who knows? But they thoroughly deserve it. They've been absolutely outstanding for the part of the twenty-five they've been on. Yeah, and and as but, as I kind of hinted to, I can absolutely see that because it does have some real parallels as to how they've been positioned, how they've gone through, um, and. As I said, you know, he was the he was the honourable mention on my list. So yeah, it, it's quite interesting. Our lists are fairly locked, and then you've got kind of our our number fours being fairly interchangeable. Yeah, I mean, it's it's taking shape. I mean, from obviously the early days, it would literally sort of just flop around and change constantly. Now they're starting to get structure on who is the top guys in this, so you can see why when certain people left the company it did have such a massive impact because watching them back you're just like this guy's a big part like Raven it's taken I'd say like you know 50 episodes for them to find their feet without Raven yeah I'd agree you know because he had such a massive part of it that he was on our list only two ago that wow um right Predictions for the next Mount Rushmore. What you got? Um, I think that um, I think 50% survive. What of our current list? Of my current list, I think 50% survive. 50% of the list. Right. 50% of the list will stay the same. I'll put 50% survive, I think. I'll read that in 25 episodes. <laughs> have no, no idea what the fuck I meant by that. So I thought I got to be... Yeah. <laughs> I feel that that's the right wording to use rather than mine, which, which, bearing in mind, we know. Yeah, it is, less. isn't good terminology for ECW. Um, 
Right, I'm going to put, I've got no idea who they'll be, but I put the tag team champions will be on one of our lists. Yep. Okay. I've no idea who the cool. champions will be, but I, I think tag team wrestling's due a surge because they're sort of putting on the back burner a bit at the moment. Yeah. Because of what's going on yeah. with Candido and Storm. But I think people will be positioned and they'll be pushed forward again. And, um, yeah, that brings us to the end of the episode this week. Get involved on social media at underscore Sports Arena on Twitter and Instagram for all your hardcore chat. Um, if you're on Instagram and that, make sure you're using hashtags ECW because we will find you and probably repost you and retweet you and put you in our stories. So that's a good way to get involved. And... Um, yeah, thank you very much. I'm Paul, that's Jay, and we'll see you next week. Brother. <laughs>